Good morning. It's your Friday night DM, Shay Cormack. I just had a really great uh, call in um, from Spike Pit, and I'm excited. I oh, mean, I'm just instantly my brain's buzzing, so I've got to make an episode. Um, could be quite a short one, but first, before I go any further, I will play Spike Pit's call in. Hi, Shay. Spike Pit here. Listen, man, I've been really enjoying this talk about interpreting the dice rolls in different ways. I, um, I've i listened to the episodes of Hex Talk that you refer to, where they speak of the idea of doubles meaning something else on a 2d6 roll, roll and I, I think that was influential to me too. I spoken about a handful of polyhedrals rolling them that you find in Stars Without Number and the Black Hack. But just lately I've been playing with 2d6 and going for two different coloured d6. And if if you look at it, I, I figured out like seven different types of information that I could get off of those dice, you know, be it doubles, odds, different uh, numbers and highs and lows loads of stuff seven of them it's really fascinating thanks colin um it's really amazing how inspiration uh triggers in one brain and jumps to another and uh, i'm just really grateful for the variety of human beings and their cognitive processes because you've given me another idea i had not even thought about the idea of adding to my table the result of one odd or even two odds uh, results on the individual dice. I had thought of the idea of using two different coloured die, um, but I, I just hadn't quite gone down that route. But I really like that uh, idea, and it makes me want to continue to delve into all the possibilities that we can get from multiple dice, um, multiple results, single roll tables. Um but I almost added a small addendum to my previous um, episode because there's a really funny game that came out when I was a little kid. Um, and I don't know whether it exists um, worldwide and whether any of you guys have encountered it, but it's a game called um, Pass the Pigs. And you have several little um, plastic pigs. They must only have been about two centimetres long each, so less than an inch long. And you would have a handful of pigs. I don't know how many came in the game, maybe five or six, and you would roll the handful of pigs out onto the table and then you would look at how they land. So they might land uh, leaning forward on their front forequarters and on their snouts. And depending on how many landed in that position or whether some landed on their back, um, or in some other variety of positions, there would be different points garnered for the person who um, rolled that handful of pigs. But iconically in that game, there was one result called making bacon, where one little pig would mount from from behind another little pig. And uh, that was one of the results that could garner you lots of points. It was very rare and uncommon. But it was amazing how often the pigs would end up in strange configurations um, that might net you more points. And as soon as I was talking about um, these tables 
in my last episode, it, for some reason it got into my mind. I think it was because I was speaking about the idea of like a Yahtzee size dice pool, like 5d6 or 6d6 dice. And it made me start to think about the idea about how the dice land. Um, and I don't know whether it become too esoteric and too much minutiae and uh, whether the this idea just becomes silly and you might as well just roll a D100 to get more granularity of results. I don't know. But I was thinking about the idea of looking at whether dice were touching. So maybe it'd be a good idea to use a small rolling box so you might get some consistency because, of course, if you're rolling on a large surface, you might roll quite um, forcefully and dice would almost never touch but if you did roll into a confined rolling box one of the pieces of data you could data points you could collect from rolling the dice would be whether they are in contact with each other when they stop moving um, very odd situation would be is a dice cocked now I don't know how you would assign a probability to that but it's extremely improbable it happens from time to time um, so that could be a result on the table. Now, if a dice lands cocked, that's so unlikely that maybe something amazing happens, whether it's good or bad, I don't know. Um, so it's quite interesting the further possibilities you can um, take in looking at what happens with the dice. I mean, what's the chance of rolling 2d6 and 1d6 landing directly on top of the other d6 and staying on top like a tower? I don't think it's ever happened to me. Has it ever happened to any any of you guys? Because if it has, maybe that could be a, a result on that uh, D6 table. And uh, we start moving towards the idea of uh, reading the tea leaves. That's another thought that's come to my mind uh, since I've been making this uh, podcast. Maybe as a DM, uh, you could have a make yourself a cup of tea before the game using uh, loose tea leaves and uh, drink your cup of tea then peer into the bottom of your cup, see where all the tea leaves are, and uh, make some pronouncement about the game based on that. And if we're going that far, we might as well get out the story cubes, um, like the Rory Stories cubes, and just roll those um, instead of rolling numbers uh, to see what the results of our table are. Now, that would actually be interesting, to use story cubes with a table but the table doesn't have any of the results of the cubes written in it on the left-hand column for results. You just have a table of possible outcomes. You roll the dice and just see which um, what inspi inspiration they give you to pick one of the items from the table. So there's just so much uh, you can do with tables. It might be getting a little bit crazy. Maybe I shouldn't be making a podcast at... Uh, 1.45 a.m. in the morning, uh, but I was up and I couldn't sleep and I got this call in. So thanks again, Colin, and thanks everyone that is listening. It's pretty amazing. Please keep giving me feedback because uh, it really gets my brain a buzz. Cheers, guys. Good night.